Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show and to my Pain to Power series. Today, my guest is Jane Wildish. Jane is a divorce and financial coach and is also an accredited practitioner with my training school, the International Divorce Coach Center of Excellence. And Jane is also a member of Resolution. Jane specializes in controlling partners and financial abuse. So I am super excited to welcome Jane Wildish to the show. Welcome, Jane. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Yeah, great. Thank you. So I'm very excited to have you here, Jane. Do share with my listeners just a little bit about your story, because obviously this is our Pain to Power series and obviously keen to understand, you know, what got you into this profession? Okay. So I met my husband at work. Um, we're both financial advisors. I then left the bank and set up my own business and he stayed there. Um, we had a baby very quickly, everything with retrospective and taking those rose tinted glasses off um, was very quick. He moved into my house. Um, we got married very quickly um, and then things went down the pan very quickly too. Once the first child was born, his mum died. We had issues with the company we were working through um, and then we, we moved around a bit and I realised quite quickly that things weren't as they should be. Um, I then, over the years, had another child, um, sold the business three years ago. Um, he went with the business to the new company and, and I went out to do different things, including coaching. Um, three months later, uh, our marriage broke up. Um, I'd found out there were affairs, um, including with the secretary. Um, multiple affairs over the years where I'd always thought something was going on and never really had any proof. Um, and then taking a step back, you suddenly realise quite what is and has been going on. Um, so then I joined your coaching community um, after researching divorce coaching um, and realised that financial advice background and divorce coaching actually work pretty well because most women don't really understand their finances. Um, it's a massive advantage I had going through the divorce process. Um, and it was actually my solicitor that suggested looking into divorce coaching in part from how I presented my divorce paperwork, probably a bit more um, unusual to most women because I actually really understood our finances and was able to put it in a table um, quite clearly, marking out where things sat. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big skill that, you know, a lot of people don't have going through a divorce. If you've never studied finances or you're not, you know, you haven't been involved even in the budgeting, it can be, can be really challenging. I know I see that with a lot of my clients. So absolutely a really, really good skill. So what did you struggle with as you were coming through your divorce? What, what were the big pain points for you coming out of that? I think when you step back and realise that actually it was toxic, um, these people don't just put the bag over your head and suddenly you're in a toxic relationship. It goes right the way back to when you first met. When you start analysing what happened, you feel a bit stupid uh, and you think, how did this happen to me? Um, and then to actually recover and move on is quite a powerful step to, to take hold of things and move it, up, move it on. 
and then to help other people come out of that as well and handhold them through the damage is, is, is rewarding and you know that they can get through it and things will get better. Yeah, I think it's really tough in the moment to sort of see that you can get through it at times, isn't it? There isn't a light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. So using that experience to help others can be super rewarding, as we both know. So what important lessons have you learned from that, do you think, that you would like to pass on to other people? I think the main one is you will get through it. It will get better. In fact, when I first broke up, uh, it was about three days into the breakup, one of my friends said, oh, you look really different. And she said, you're smiling. And it was like, wow. And then I caught myself laughing. And that was the first shock. Um, and then really laughing and then dancing. And then the whole thing was just a massive whoa. And then, then obviously, as you go through the divorce, the process is pretty awful. Letters from the solicitors can be pretty awful. Um, you know, there's times where I was absolutely on the floor sobbing with stuff that his solicitor sent me. Um, and I used to say to my solicitor, well, can they say this? This is actually, I can hear my husband, husband's voice in this letter. Can they really do this? And he used to say, look, Jane, the only one person that can make you do anything is the judge. Just let it go, pick your battles, let us deal with it. Um, so I think you have to remember um, what's the intention behind these letters. They're designed to floor you and annihilate you. If you're dealing with someone toxic, they want it all. And you just have to remember, it will get better. Yeah, that's good advice. It, I mean, those letters, you know, don't get me started on those letters because I didn't think you should be struck <laughs> off for sending them. They're like bullying and... I mean, in any other profession, you wouldn't be allowed to send those. So, it, yeah, that's, that's a personal bugbear of mine. Having been on the receiving end, but also working with thousands of people around the world, it's, it happens in all countries and all around the world. So absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I know you specialise now in finance as well as divorce. So they sort of fit really nicely together, don't they? So if someone's listening and you know they're unhappy in the relationship, but they don't have any idea about finances, sometimes going into a divorce when you have no financial information can be quite daunting. So what would your advice be on that, Jane? I think if you're not actually at the point of separating, you need to plan. So play chess. Think about a strategy. Start being a bit nosy. Don't start snooping that you're taking evidence, but just start being aware of the posts coming into the house. If there's letters from Standard Life, Aviva, Standard Aberdeen, any, any companies that you don't recognise, just start taking photos of the envelopes. Don't have to know exactly what things are. Just start preparing things. Start being aware. Start thinking, right, okay, how much do we spend on food shopping? What is our mortgage? Start asking some questions. Just start either mentally noting them if you can't keep records somewhere or have a thing on your phone, but just start being, just start playing the game. Don't say anything that will get you into any trouble, but just start noticing what's going on. That would be the starting point. Yeah, it's a good plan to get your ducks in a, in a row at this stage, isn't it? Because you know, if you don't know, then obviously the judge can only make a, a decision based on the evidence in front of him, not some sort of pot of gold that you think exists, but you can't prove. So just even understanding. But obviously there are there are laws about not opening things that don't have your name on it and going into people's private offices or laptops and opening things up. You can't do that. It wouldn't be admissible in court. So, again, it, you've got to be very careful around those areas, as you said, Jane, as you said. OK, so preparing up in advance is, is good. Um, a lot of people talk about pensions um, as, you know, are they relevant? Are they not relevant? I've got a client at the moment, actually, whose husband has told her it's totally not relevant. You know, that's nothing to do with this. It's my pension. What's your advice on that, Jane? You need to know. Um, all, all assets are admissible. So whether it's Bitcoin or, or even I had a friend had to count the penny jar out. So all assets are interesting and, and are relevant. 
in some cases, a pension can be worth more than the house, particularly if you've got high mortgages or you've been working at a company for a long time. So absolutely, they must be considered. Over certain values and certain types of pensions, you need to get different paperwork done. And, and But you do need to go in with your eyes open. And, and if it involves a cost to get it looked up, please do. Pensions are very, very complicated. They, they, can, be, they can be your lifeline in retirement. So absolutely, women, women are very guilty of ignoring a pension. Sorry to stereotype, but we are. Uh, and we absolutely must know what the pensions are worth. And if they have a, something called a final salary pension or a workplace or a pension attached to work, that could be an important guaranteed income in retirement. So, and then different schemes have different rules. I'm not gonna go into all that now, but you absolutely must look at the pensions. I can't stress that enough. I think you're, you're right, you're spot on. Uh, also, you, know, you mentioned paperwork there. Divorce paperwork can be an absolute nightmare. And for those of us who aren't familiar with that can be extremely overwhelming. So how do people manage with the paperwork side of things? I kind of think there's a three-step process. So you've got the planning for divorce. So we've talked about that already. When you're actually separated and you're going through that divorce process, you've got your for me, your analysis and your questions. They're the key kind of stages, really. So I think you've got the three stages. You've got the beginning, the bit where you're starting to build out your paperwork and then the exchange and the completion agreement separation. So if you're in that middle section where you've got your for me, before you even look at the document, I would start getting organised. Create a folder on your phone or folders if you're a paper person, create a folder and literally have banking, list all your bank accounts, Think about your job, think about all the sections that need to go with it, start collating documents in an order before you even open the form, start finding out stuff and, and collate it so you've got all your bank statements ready and then take it as if, as if it's a job so you, you become organised and get filing, um, scan things up and then, then open the file, take a deep breath, put the form in front of you and just start going through it in order and then the, the second or the third stage really is when you exchange paperwork and you get theirs back. Again, take a deep breath because you're going to be shocked with what they disclose and start jotting down anything, errors and inconsistencies and things you might want to challenge. The next stage is really that you have an opportunity to question anything on your form so you can get work with a solicitor to raise some questions. Um, and then you, you have a, if you're following a court process, you will have a, um, different things like mortgage capacity and different things you have to do. But if it, the, the first thing is really just to get organised and start understanding what's in front of you. If you have been collating data before you split up, go back to your photos and just cross check. Was there something for Standard Life in his form? Was there something from all these companies that you've noticed perhaps a, an email coming in from? Is that on the form? And if it's not, you want to ask a question, why not? You have one shot to ask questions, so you must ask it. Even if it's a £200 cash expenditure, what's it for? You have a right to know. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people can shy away from this because it's painful, isn't it? For some people. Yeah, and it's it scary. Yeah, it can be very scary. Um, and what advice on budgeting? Because actually, change of lifestyle can be very, very intimidating, you know. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, 
get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. What's your advice on budgeting? Because actually change of lifestyle can be very, very intimidating. You know, you may not be able to stay in the house. You've got to make these big decisions about what you spend now. Maybe you didn't have to think about it so much before. When you split two lifestyles, often there are big changes and sacrifices that have to be made. What's your advice for handling that, Jane? Again, start a spreadsheet, start listening out what are your key costs, what can't be changed. We all know energy is going to go up, petrol is going to go through the roof. We need to start thinking about where we're spending our money. What can be cut? Do you really need your Sky, Netflix, Disney and Prime subscriptions? How much a month could that save you? Just start getting realistic. Understand how money works and how it can be split. How many children's parties a year do you have? have to go to do you have to go to the mall is that 10 pound per present per child if you're in a big year group that's a lot of money perhaps think how you can split your money differently and be realistic you haven't got someone else to back you up here and you you may even have to think what happens if he doesn't pay the maintenance or the child support because people can stop and start and that's a whole other game so start managing your expectations and start managing where you spend your money and think realistically does a cat have to have pedigree cat food, for example? Can you can you come down a brand for the cat even? There are big decisions though, aren't there? I mean, not always easy they to are. make. And I guess if someone comes to you for coaching, Jane, you can handle the emotional side as well as the financial side. So tell us a little bit about your coaching niche. Yes, so I, I specialise in financial abuse. And unfortunately, every client I'm dealing with has suffered or is in a position of financial or economic abuse. Um, so that means that they may have they may not have had any idea on what was going on with their household finances or they're still being con- controlled even post-marriage with the with money being stopped started they just don't know where they are so I help people through the four me's the analysis of the x's and also to budget look at the pensions although I'm not a fan I am trained as a financial advisor I'm not authorized by the FCA anymore so I'm not actually giving regulated financial advice I can actually look at the pensions and give you anything factual explain what different things different terminology and the implications of certain products what they can do and other options for you and so I might help people look at life cover needs for example what happens if he has an accident at work and can't pay your maintenance what happens if he dies? What happens to your maintenance? It's all other things that are a bit scary and it might not happen to me, but what they do. So we need to look at those sorts of things as well. So I, I help clients with their exchange of questionnaires, creating their forms, analysis and budgeting, and also looking at future needs to make sure, particularly us women, don't end up in retirement poverty. So, I mean, it's, it's a great service. How does that differ from, you know, what the solicitors can offer and why would someone choose you over working with their solicitor on those things? Um, well, I'm a lot cheaper than a solicitor. Um, not solicitors aren't all trained in financial aspects. So some you have very different solicitor services. One may throw the formula at you and tell you to get on with it. And if you don't know your own position, how can you actually complete it? And you have to look at budgeting in for me as well. Some sisters will go line by line and analyse every part of it and charge you. Um, and if you're paying £300 an hour, just think about the cost of that over a full me. And depending on your complexity of your situation, that can ramp up quite quickly. 
they again can't advise you but they can look at the facts um so yeah i suppose i look at not just where you are today but also what does your lifestyle and where can we where can your future go um think about the pensions as well um what does that actually mean in retirement in later life it's very easy to think oh i want to stay in my house he can keep his pension but actually what does that mean when the maintenance stops and the children are left home or come back and they're living off you um, and you could be reaching retirement age with not much behind you state pension really won't go very far if it's available in 20 years time and how do you help people who don't live in the uk jane do you because obviously this podcast is going out across the world so you know for people that don't live in the uk how can you help them with the financial service it is really uk based because i understand uk law and tax and the other side so to be honest i don't really deal with the finances for non-uk i will deal with the emotional side i can help with budget of course if it's non-uk but typically my financial piece is really related just to the uk at the moment I mean, obviously, you're studying on my master practitioner training as well. So you are soon to become a breakup and divorce master practitioner coach, which is amazing because in that we study a lot into financial abuse, what is abuse, um, and it's accredited not just by me, but also by a domestic abuse charity in the UK called the Dash Charity, which basically shows that you have a really good understanding of abuse. And I know you've got your own story. You've walked in those shoes yourself. So you've, you've come through those. You know, you've got your own personal experience, plus the training and the tools. How important do you think it is? Because I know a lot of solicitors don't understand domestic abuse, do they? And financial abuse is, whilst there, it, it, it is more in the media these days, there isn't a deep understanding, is there? No, um, the solicitors I've worked with have actually said working with me, um, they've been working in the same industry for 30 odd years, doing the same job, obviously with changes over the last 30 years, and they've said that they working with me, they've completely changed their standpoint, they're asking different questions, they're actually take, taking on board what, what does abuse mean, for example, we talk on our training about some women, particularly when talking mainly about women, may not even be able to choose what they have for dinner, so you know, if they're saying, do you want Chinese, they may not even be able to choose Chinese over curry, for example, then you're putting them into a highly pressured situation and being told to think about their finances. How can they make a decision? The solicitors want a decision then and there. What process are they going to use? How are we going to fight your, fight your corner? If you're not used to even choosing your nail colour or your jeans or your dinner, how can you make a decision that's going to impact you and your children for the rest of your lives? So it's actually educating solicitors about um, the impacts of control and toxic people and actually how to help them work with the clients in a different way instead of forcing them to make a decision perhaps work with a coach to enable them to reach a decision on their own that will make them flourish in their later life and people may have a, a handbag on holiday lifestyle but actually if they they don't realize that they're massively in debt and hundreds of thousands in some case even remortgage 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 how can they the money is only going to go so far so you might have a bit of a wake-up call if you've been holiday, holiday in dubai every year and suddenly there's not really much money to to go around and you expect the children to could stay at private school etc etc without actually understanding how much money there is in the pot um so i think working with sisters to help them see people can't make these decisions because they've never had to or they've not been allowed to it helps the solicitors move the case on and process your progress your divorce by understanding what goes on in a control controlling relationship 
Yeah, and it's important that, you know, as coaches, we can work alongside the solicitors and the lawyers. You know, it's, it's really important because, you know, we don't do, we don't give legal advice, but we no. can sort of understand the emotional side. So, you know, if clients are struggling and if anyone listening here is struggling with that financial abuse or the emotions, then that's the beauty of coaching because lawyers tend to strip out all the emotion, don't they? And just treat it as a job and ask you to make decisions. As you just said, it can be super difficult and that's where the frustrations can can come along and people can get stuck in that journey so I think what you do is is really useful Jane um last question for me what do you love most about your coaching business Jane um working with people um and make, helping them recover from their controlling relationships and actually to make decisions Chinese or curry what nail color what jeans to wear and seeing them light up I have clients and they sit there with initially that can't with their hands over their eyes for those that are listening they can't look at you and then you take them to their place that makes them feel safe and they're looking up and they're laughing and they're joining in and the eye contact and the smile and just knowing that they can have a better life and move forward that's the most rewarding thing for me and and it is you know for people listening I've known Jane for a few years now and, and going through what you've been through and coming out the other side you know you truly are a great example of someone who has turned their pain into their power um so thank you so much jane for joining me today and for sharing your story and your tips thank you sarah see you soon yeah see you soon thanks for being a fabulous guest that's it for today's episode to book a coaching session with jane do head on over to my website saradavison.com and click on the book a coaching session button to find jane where you can book a time in her diary and I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sarah's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.